Good day to you and welcome to Our Voice. It's a podcast dedicated to our differently abled persons served, as well as parents, guardians, and the community at large. Brought to you on behalf of Life Enrichment Academies in Macomb, Monroe, and Washtenaw Counties. I'm your host and moderator, Mike Leon, and I will be bringing to you podcast presentation touching on the latest information and happenings occurring at your respective Life Enrichment Academy programs and in the areas they are located. Listener responses will be collected via email and text where you can express your views and let us know if you have a favorite subject you want us to include in our podcast. The subject matter is endless and will include discussions in the community as well as person-served talents, holiday fun, and program enhancements. In this, our inaugural podcast, we're going to discuss exactly who we are at the LEA Academies of Michigan and living in a new world not all of our lives have changed due to COVID-19. Our guests today are Regional Operations Manager, Leslie Alzheimer, representing Alley Academies in New Haven, Monroe, and Washtenaw, and Regional Operations Manager, Derek Harwood, representing Alley Academies in Warren and Shelby Township. Welcome, Leslie and Derek. Great to see both of you. Thanks, Mike. Thank you for having us. How have you been? Adjusting. Yeah, it's been crazy. Yes, it has. Um, So many things have been happening over the last year, forcing us to change course for the good of our programs and especially the good and safety of our persons served. Uh, Before we go there, we want to touch on all the great offerings that our programs have provided over the years. Um, Derek, what is the Alley Academy? What's it about? Hi, Mike. Uh, First of all, I just wanted to thank you for having me. You're welcome. Life Enrichment Academy is an academy that we serve developmentally disabled adults. We started in 1983. We currently have five locations, uh, one in Shelby Township, as you mentioned, Warren, New Haven, Washtenaw County, and Monroe. Um, We have one upcoming in Brighton. So we are funded through the county, the CMHs in each different county, um, like in Warren and New Haven and Shelby, the Macomb CMH is how we're funded and how we get our money. So what we do is people with the disabilities that want to attend our program can contact their CMH and get a support coordinator. Um, they would have to go through the process there, and with them, they would be able to get them to attend our program and enjoy the different activities that we do at each site. So the process starts with a call to Macomb County or the county's community mental health. Absolutely. And then what happens? What would be the next step? The the county workers, the support coordinators, they would be able to work with them and diagnose, you know, what kind of disability they have and find the best location that they think fits their needs. And um, us as Life Enrichment Academy fit a wide variety of needs for individuals with disabilities we would probably be recommended by them but if they have their own recommendation after hearing this that they want to attend they can you know give them their suggestion i want to look in the life enrichment academy and their support coordinator will get them in attendance here and get their authorization up and get things going the only difference the only different thing i wanted to mention is if somebody has a disability but doesn't want to go through that process we do allow private pay so it's all about funding so if they want to come straight to us they can feel free to give us a call or go to our website, and we can get them in here. It would just be private pay. So, Derek, the funding, you say through the kind of funding is Medicaid-funded, correct? Absolutely. Um, we'd love to have everyone come here for free and <laughs> come enjoy the days with us and hang out, but obviously we need money to run our programs and you know pay our staff. So the funding we get is through the Medicaid dollars that trickle down through the federal government, through the, the state, through the local CMHs, the counties, and then it comes to us. So that's how the funding works. Okay. Now, 
when community mental health, they when they call them, then you'll get a referral from community mental health. Then how does that process work? What happens next? Yeah, so if you're interested, you would call your local CMH, suggest a support coordinator if you don't have one. Once they get that all handled, they will send us a referral. We take the referral, then we call the family and set up a tour. They would come to our location, whatever one they're closest to, and they would tour our location, our buildings, and see the different kind of things we do. We would take them around there, all the classrooms. And obviously, this is pre-COVID, so tours right now are a little different. But normally, in you know a pre-COVID world or a post-COVID world, hopefully soon, we would take them around each classes, show them what's going on, and we'd sit down and uh, go over any questions they have with um, anything, you know, our location base, because we, we run community outings and in-house classes. So it's all different kinds of activities that we would show them during the tour. So in the world after COVID, they could actually pick the number of days they'd like to attend your program. Yeah, absolutely. We are open currently Monday through Friday, so they can come anywhere from one day a week to five days a week. We kind of set up a schedule where it's the same weekly. Um, so if they want to come on Mondays, every Monday, that's what it would be. If they want to come Monday through Friday, we would make that work. <laughs> also, now, both you and Leslie, I know, are working on a new initiative for a different time of day, correct? Yeah, possibly. We're looking into that. Before we get to that, I wanted to throw in to let everyone know that we also provide transportation to and from our sites. So if somebody's interested, I don't want to scare them off that I would love it, but I can't get there. If they're interested, we will make a way to pick them up, bring them here, take them home. Um, as far as you said, as possibly extending our hours, we are looking into the possibility of adding some evenings and weekend hours. Um, it's in the very early stages right now, so right now we're just kind of looking into it, but that is a possibility in the near future. How soon do you think that you'll have more information about the evenings and weekend initiative? Uh, hopefully soon. Right now we are currently surveying all of our individuals that attend um, and have attended pre-COVID, and we're gathering the information to see who's interested and who feels safe and who wants to pick up nights and weekend times. Fantastic. So, Leslie, Derek, what uh, academy programs do you offer? Well, we have a variety of different options. If somebody wants to attend our program, um, again, pre-COVID and post-COVID, hopefully soon, they can come and stay in the building and do some of our skill building trainings and job training. Um, We have a culinary arts program. Self-enrichment. Self-enrichment. I, I guess we, we can talk a little bit about each program. So the culinary arts, they come in and they go over recipes and how to cook safety, safely and things they can make at home and um, kind of learn to cook independently. In our art endeavors class, we do different art projects and kind of use a creative mind to explore you know, their minds and things they could do to make cool projects and stuff. And then self-enrichment. Self-enrichment is more like a life skills class where they, they learn, again. Money management, yeah. and they've done volunteer work during it. All about being in, independent, because that's, kind of, that's our goal, to get people to be independent and eventually hopefully lead them into our employment section, which we'll get to in a bit. Because we also have health and fitness class, and we have a trainer that comes in and works with them, works out with them a couple days a week at each location where they, you know, stay fit and stay active. And kind Is of, health and fitness uh, still in session, like at New Haven and everything? Not at this time. Okay. But we hope to have it up and running again one day. Okay. Safety over the years has always been... Number one priority. Number one priority and protocol. What do you do now in this time of COVID when a person served comes to program? As far as our safety measures with COVID? Sure. Well, we, we have a screening process that each individual needs to 
and employee, when they get here, they need to have the temperature checked. We have a screening form that they have to answer questions and make sure they haven't been around anybody with COVID or haven't felt any symptoms. Um, we have extensive cleaning in each building, in each section of each building, nonstop cleaning. Uh, I feel like a professional cleaner lately. but uh, So bathrooms are cleaned every hour. Door handles are wiped down every hour. Just over-the-top cleaning, which needs to be done. Uh, masks are required in the building at all times. Visitors also get screened. There's a social distancing that we're implementing throughout the building with individuals and our staff. I'd love to get back to our programs real quick because there's one thing we didn't talk about. Um, like I said, all of our in-house classes, they come here and they, they do skill building, the cooking and the, you know health and fitness and the art and stuff. But the goal of ours is to get them independent where they move on to our employment section. And so we have a big employment section here where we can you know work on their interview skills, their resume writing, and then hopefully get them into the community with a job. Speaking of employment, we have several micro-businesses in each location where an individual has independently decided what they're very creative at and go to craft shows and sell their product. We also have a store located downtown Monroe called 20 and Below. They have a website that you can go virtual shopping at, which is www.20andbelow.store. Most items are below $20. Please go ahead and check that out. It's a very cute little boutique. Some ways and examples that we help support our individuals with employment is annually in the Monroe County and Macomb County, we help host an ACES job fair with our ISDs. Now, at the 20 and Below facility, mm-hmm. when I toured it, um, with the holidays coming up, I think they've got a lot of good holiday shopping ideas for people. And is there also, do they have to come in right into the store to get this, or is there a virtual way of buying their product? There is a virtual way, Mike. Um, we have a Facebook page, and we do have a website, and the website is www.20andbelow.store. Fantastic. Leslie, tell me a little bit about the Monroe ACES Job Fair. Well, the job fair is hosted uh, with our partner, MISD, and we have it annually. It's a two-day event where vendors can come in and give our individuals an opportunity to um, get interviewed, take several little short mini break classes. They have a lunch and um, possibly get employed. About four years ago, I remember attending the Monroe County ACES I was able to bring back information and coordinate the same job fair for Macomb County, uh, a much larger scale. It caught on, and then eventually, when we went from CSDD to the ALDE Academies, we became the sole source for the ACES job fair in Macomb County. We had other agencies with us, but we sort of took that over. Uh, This year, we're talking about the possibility, because of COVID, possibility of a virtual ACES job fair in Macomb County. That is on the drawing board. Alley Academies throughout Macomb, Washtenaw, and Monroe Counties have for years always been based on a lot of community involvement. Things have changed because of COVID. What can you tell me about community involvement? Yeah, community. We actually, when we were talking about our programs and things we do, that is one of the big pieces. Um, Our in-house classes leads to employment, which leads to hopefully jobs. But another section of our programs and the academies are the community-based programs, 
where individuals will come and go out in the community and they'll go to museums or they'll tour different stadiums or the things going on, whatever's going on in the community. They might go to local parades um, just to be part of the community and integrate into the community. Uh, that's a big part that the people love. That's probably our favorite groups that we have here. Um, they just love being out with the people. That currently is on hold due to COVID. Um, so pre-COVID and post-COVID, again, huge. Right now we are waiting on word from the state that we can be allowed to go back in the community. And once that gets approved, we will open that back up. Um, you were talking about more involvement in the community as fundraisers and stuff. That's that's a whole nother ball game. We have walkathons, uh, talent shows, like fashion shows, fashion shows. We enter parades, like we said. We've done pizza kit fundraisers. We have a food truck that goes out to very a lot of local businesses and sells to employers and goes out to um, local festivals, which they did not have this year. And the food truck uh, also that employs person serve, correct? That is correct. It is a paid job, minimum wage paid job. In this virtual world, what are the possibilities? I think you're looking into something for walkathon, aren't you, Leslie? Yes, a virtual walkathon for our individuals and guardians in the community to join us in. Now, I believe you said you were going to join in on one that is going to be happening in the community just to get some background. I will be. I will be starting to research them so that way ours is a big success. Yeah, because it's something we've done every year where we come together, at least in the Macomb counties, where we come together all the sites and have a huge walkathon in the community. So we would like to not miss out on that because of COVID. And even if it has to be virtual, that's what we're going to try and do. <laughs> the other event that we have is the big as a talent show. And again, we do it every year. We really don't want to miss out on it. So we're, we're looking into the possibilities of doing that virtual, as you know, as our host of the talent show. I know when I, when I came into program to do this recording, that's the first thing as I hit the door with the person served in attendance here. Mike, what about the talent show? I tell him, hang on. We're going to get something together for you. Mm-hmm. So is there anything else you need to share with us? Check out our website, www.le-academy.org. And don't forget, if you need to get some shopping done, to go ahead and check out the 20 and Below store website at www.20andbelow.store. Leslie, Derek, thank you very much for being our guests in our inaugural podcast. Can we can we just shoot out our Facebook page, too? Sure, go. Um, go to Facebook and search Allie, uh, Life Enrichment Academy. Um, you can also search our formal, na- formal name, our old name, CSDD, if you can't find it under Life Enrichment Academy. Go to our website. It'll contain information regarding future podcasts and the subjects we'll be discussing, the dates of the podcast, how you access the podcasts. Uh, there will be flyer information coming out to you as well. So don't forget www.le-academy.org for the website and search for LE Academy on the Facebook page, if not Comprehensive Services for the Developmentally Disabled on the Facebook page. And if anybody has any questions, they can shoot you an email, correct? They certainly can. They can shoot me an email at mleon at le-academy.org. Cool. If you have any questions or any topics that you want to talk about, send them in. Send them in to us. We're going to cover a lot. Holidays are coming.